Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about some tools that you could be using in your business to help with things like sales, content curation, online events, social media, productivity, and more. And the really cool thing about all of the tools that I'm going to highlight today is that they are all from companies founded by people of color. And some of these are tools that I use right now or that I have used in the past. Some of these are completely new to me before I hunkered down to do my research, but I'm super happy to be adding them to my collection of kick-ass business resources. So in alphabetical order, just because that's easiest, here are the tools we're going to discuss today. We are going to look at Airtable, BeLive, Canva, Calendly, Feedly, Mixtros, Passion Planner, Planoly, Soldzy, and Wiser. So first up is Airtable. Airtable was founded by Howie Liu in 2013. Airtable is a a productivity and organizational tool. And if you are someone who loves spreadsheets, if you like the way spreadsheets are organized and how you can work with them, then Airtable is probably the tool that you want to look at when you realize you need your spreadsheets to do more things. So Airtable works as spreadsheets, but has so much more functionality. You can use Airtable for project management as a content planner or a content calendar. You can use it as your CRM. You can use it just to compile resources that you need to look at later it the possibilities really are are limitless the only thing you have to decide is whether or not you need to pay for it because Airtable does have a free plan with the free plan you can create unlimited bases and so a base is essentially a project so if you've been using spreadsheets, then a base would be the equivalent of a worksheet. Or if you're using Trello, a base would be the equivalent of a board. So think of it that way. So you can have as many bases as you want. The way the free plan limits you is how much information you can have in each base. So how many records, which would be your rows of data, right? how many records you can have in each base. And that number is 1200. If you, if you go up to a paid plan, you get more records. You also get more storage space for attachments. So depending on what you need to do with your bases, you might need to upgrade, but I always recommend that people start on a free plan first to kind of see how it works and then upgrade if they need to. Next up is BeLive, 
which was founded by Kenneth Tan in 2016. And BeLive is a tool that you can use to stream to Facebook and now to also stream to YouTube. So if you remember when Facebook first introduced Facebook Live, you could only do it directly from their platform and its features were super, super limited. So for business people, like it was nice that we could live stream on Facebook, but we couldn't necessarily brand things. We couldn't do things like a presentation. And then BeLive was, I believe, one of the first tools to integrate with Facebook Live. And it made it really user-friendly to do other things that a business might want to do with a live stream. So for example, like having having a lower third so you could show people's names when they were talking or having your logo in the corner so it was branded or being able to switch up what words were showing on screen or to be able to pin comments so that they were displayed on the screen. Things like that that you might want to do when you're live streaming for business purposes. And again, BeLive has a free plan and a paid plan. So the main differences between them is the amount of live streams you can do per month. With a free plan, you can do three. With the paid plan, you can have an unlimited amount. So if you're new to live streaming, start with the free plan. If you have sort of like an established show that you do on a really regular basis, like if you're going live multiple times a week, then it might be worth it to upgrade. The other differences, the number of people you can have on screen with you. You might also remember that with Facebook Live, you used to be able to bring someone on the broadcast with you. Facebook got rid of that feature kind of without warning. (laughs) So if you need to have people on the broadcast with you, with the free plan, you can have you and a guest. With the paid plan, you can have you and up to three other people. So depending on your needs, that might determine which plan you need. And then in general, which is often the difference between free and paid plans for any kind of software or service, the free plan has limited customization and branding options. Whereas the paid plan, you can do a lot more. You can, you know, have custom colors, you can have your logo displayed, things like that. So that is BeLive. Next up is Canva, which was co-founded by Melanie Perkins in 2012. And I think I don't really have to tell you what Canva is because I think most of you either know what it is or have used it at least one, one time. But just in case, it's a tool that allows you to create professional looking graphics without you having a lot of experience or knowledge of graphic design. So it has a lot of pre-made templates, pre-made design elements, and all of these things were made by graphic designers. So you just use them, customize them, put them together, and you have something that could look professional for your business. Canva has a free plan and it has a paid plan. The main differences between free and paid customization options. So you can have, like if you're on a paid plan, 
You can upload your own fonts. You can upload your logo. That is kind of always watermarked on your images. You have access to more design elements, more templates, more stock resources. But the free plan is really, really good. And for most people just starting out, as long as you can create a nice graphic and then you can still upload your logo as an image and then just shrink it down and put it in the corner. So you kind of manually watermark your stuff. It's a really good solution. So I would recommend it if you need to start making graphics for say your social media feeds or if you are designing some sort of brochure. Canva is a really good option because you can download it's not just for images, you can also download things as PDFs. And if you are on a paid plan, there's some other options for file types when you're downloading. Next up, we've got Calendly, which was founded by Tope Awatona in 2013. So Calendly, again, is probably familiar to a lot of you, even if you haven't used it. Uh, it's a tool for online appointment booking. So basically you create an appointment and then people go to that page where you've created it and they can book an appointment with you. It eliminates all that back and forth email of, you know, what day, oh no, I can't do that time, how about this time? That kind of nightmare that we've all experienced. So Calendly, Calendly is great because it's really user-friendly for both you as the user setting it up and for the people booking the appointment with you. If you are just starting out, or if even if your business has been going for a while, but you're just now going to let people book appointments with you, Calendly is a great option because it has a free plan that you can, you know, you can try it out or you can use the free plan forever if it works for you. If you want to upgrade, the first level of paid plan is super affordable. So you just have to look at, okay, what do you need? And will a free plan be sufficient or do you need to upgrade? So the big differences between free and paid on the free Calendly plan, uh, you can connect one calendar, whereas the paid plan you can connect two. So for example, myself, I have a business calendar and I have a separate personal calendar and they kind of, they overlay on each other. So at any given day I can look and I can see my true availability, but the tool I'm using needs to also be able to see the availability from both of those calendars so that I don't double book myself. So if you are only worried about one calendar or if you have all of your stuff on one calendar, business and personal, and it only needs to look at that one place to see your availability, then the free plan is good. The, the other big difference between them is how many appointments you can create. So the free plan, you can only create one appointment. So if there's only one thing that people need to book with you, so for example, it could be a discovery call, or you only use Calendly to book uh, coaching sessions with clients, then the free plan is good. But if you need a variety of different appointment types, so you might have your 15 minute discovery call, and then you might have your one hour coaching call, and then you might have a 30 minute 
call for podcast interviews. If you need multiple things, then you're going to have to upgrade because the free plan, you can only have one active appointment type at a time. So that's that's the difference between the two. So if you're just starting out, the free Calendly plan is a really, really awesome place to start. And you can, on, on all plans, you can take that appointment. It will have its own link. And so you could include that in any marketing materials. You could include that in your email signature on your website. You can also embed that appointment anywhere online. So you might put it on your contact page or you might have a separate page that's just for booking. Or maybe on your sales page, there could be your calendar embedded so that if people want to talk more about whatever you're selling before they commit to buying, they can book an appointment, anything like that. The next tool I want to talk about is Feedly, which was co-founded by Edwin Kodabakchin way back in 2007. So Feedly has been around for a long time and it is, it's an RSS aggregator. And some of you might be going, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Think of Feedly. If you don't know what RSS is, don't worry about that. Think of Feedly as like your online newspaper, except instead of some editor and some reporter and some company deciding what news and what articles and what events you need to know about, you get to decide what you want to show up in your newspaper. You tell it, I want articles about this topic, or you tell it, I want articles from this specific website or this specific blog, or just search all the news for this term. And then that comes into your Feedly and you can read all of that stuff in one place. So like I said, because Feedly has been around for a long time, but I think, so Google used to have an RSS reader that did this same thing. And then for reasons I'm not 100% sure about, they retired it. And at the time I used the, the Google RSS reader. And so I had to start looking for an alternative and everyone had to start looking for an alternative and the front runner was definitely Feedly and so that's I think when they kind of probably experienced a bit of a boom and lots of people moved over from the Google reader to Feedly and I remember part of the reason why I switched to Feedly was because they had a really user-friendly way to import from the existing Google Reader into Feedly. So it it wasn't a lot of work to get set up. I didn't have to recreate all those things to get the news into the place where I wanted to read. So Feedly, in addition to being that one place where you can read everything, it also has lots of integrations so that you can share and store those articles as you're reading them. You know, so a really simple example might be you come across an article that you think your social media followers would find super handy. So you just click the share button and share it to whatever platform you're using. If you're on a paid plan, there's more integrations. And so it might be a situation where there's a social media scheduler you're using and you want to share that article, but you actually want it to go out 
on a certain date and time. Maybe you just posted something and you don't want to flood people with posts. So you can actually share it to your scheduler and create the post there. And then it goes out either the date and time you set or it goes out according to some preset schedule that you have set up already. You could save it to a bookmarking service, you know, like OneNote, Evernote, things like that. It integrates with some specific social media schedulers, but it also integrates with Zapier. So if the tool that you're using, you can't find directly in Feedly, you can probably set up a Zap for it. Because of course, Zapier is, sorry, Zapier. I'm still getting used to pronunciation. Zapier integrates with so many things these days and it's just growing and growing. So it's not only for reading, and storing the information, but then you can take action on those items you're reading and, and, you know, put them wherever you need them to go. All right, we are halfway through our list. And next up is Mixtros, which was founded by a mother-daughter duo, which is awesome. (laughs) And so they are Carrie Schrader and Ashley Ammons, and they founded Mixtros in 2015. This is one of those tools that was new to me when I came across it, but it is super awesome. And one of the awesome things that has happened is that they were able to pivot their business, their service, their product because of COVID. So what Mixtros was for is if you had an event with a bunch of people and maybe you want to encourage them to network and maybe you want them to break into groups and not like stay in you know set groups for the whole time or maybe you wanted them to break into groups based on specific topics or break those groups up according to people who had similar interests or similar knowledge levels Essentially, everyone at the event opens up the app, they fill out a quick questionnaire, and then it says, oh, you're part of group A, go here to participate. And then those people, you know, congregate in the corner. It's like a super advanced version of just going around the room and numbering everyone. And then, you know, all the ones in this corner, all the twos in this corner. But beyond that, what they've done is they've moved that online. So you can have a virtual event through Mixtros. And then the same thing, the attendees have the app, they fill out the info, and then the attendees get put into basically like little breakout groups according to what they've answered in the app. And so it's not just numbering people or categorizing people and putting them into groups. It also gives prompts for icebreakers or questions you might want them to talk about or to address. So it's something that could be used just purely for networking. You could also use it for like conferences or presentations. Maybe you want to break people out and have them talk about a specific topic and not just like where's, you know, your favorite place to travel. It could be questions and things that you preset in the app. And then that's what they talk about. And then you come back and everyone has a giant discussion. So it really allows 
you as an event organizer to more closely recreate the experience that somebody might get at an in-person event. All of the people out there that had in-person events that had to get canceled because of COVID, and now they're putting them up in a virtual setting, that's awesome. But I think one of the things that people are going to be missing out on is that in-person engagement and discussion. And so you can do that in, in some ways, like say, for example, if you had some sort of speaker and now it's getting online at a webinar format, sure, people can chat in the comments, but they're chatting away as the speaker is talking. So they're probably not paying attention to what's happening and they're potentially distracting other people. So with mixed rows, you could have someone, you know, they do their presentation or their speech or their keynote, whatever it is. And then afterwards, people, you know, go away and discuss. And that is something that's easy to do in person, but hasn't been so easy to do online. And the fact that people can get split up based on similar characteristics or how they answer certain questions is really awesome because the app limits it to a max of 10 people per group. Because of course, if you start to go beyond that, some people won't have an opportunity to chime in. So you can have those smaller, more intimate groups for them to discuss. And then, I mean, that could be the end of it, or people could come back and have a larger discussion. So it's just a really, a really awesome implementation <laughs> to get the attendees at your event more engaged and to let them walk away with a better experience. As for pricing, so there's no pricing directly on the Mixtros website. You have to reach out to them. You kind of tell them what you need and then they'll give you a quote. So you're paying per event. It's not like you're signing up and paying monthly, you know, no matter how much you use it. So if you have some sort of big event coming up and you do want people to be more engaged with each other, definitely check out this service and see what see what they can do for your event. Next up, we've got Passion Planner, which was founded by Angelia Trinidad in 2013. And this one you guys might think is a little bit odd for me to be talking about since the passion planner is a paper planner and not a digital planner. But I know that some of you writing your tasks and brainstorming and tracking things, you really struggle with it online. And so even though I advocate for online because to me it makes more sense and it's easier, some of you just need to write your shit down. And so that's why I wanted to talk about Passion Planner, because in addition to it being an awesome tool, they're also an awesome company. They do so much fundraising, so much giving back to people. And the thing about the Passion Planner is that it's not just a day planner where you write down what you have to do. It really encourages you to think about like your goals. What do you want to get done this week? What are your top priorities for this month? And then even beyond that, 
what are those big hairy goals? What are those passions that the things that you want to accomplish? And that could just be like for this year. It could be in your life. And you really can use the passion planner for that. The other great thing about the passion planner, which a lot of us forget to do, is it encourages you to revisit your accomplishments, to look at, okay, what did I get done this week or this month or even this year? Because when we don't do that, it's kind of like being on a treadmill and it's just every week is the same. It's like, I got to get all this shit done. Okay, the week ended. Hopefully you got it all done and then you start over. And a lot of us forget to take the time to pause and recognize what we have accomplished. I'm, I'm horrible at that. I will 100% admit it. I'm really bad for that. So the planner is designed to get you to do that. And the other nice thing about the passion planner, well, actually, there's lots of nice things, but two specifically that I want to point out is that the passion planner comes in dated and undated versions. You could right now buy a passion planner that starts January 2020. And so, of course, if you're buying it now, uh, half of it is going to stay blank because the year is half over, unfortunately. Or you might be thinking, well, I'll just wait till December and I'll buy the one that starts January 2021. But what if you don't want to wait? So the Passion Planner also comes in undated versions. So it just has the weeks and the days and the months. And then you put in. So the first entry in there is today's date that's the date and you just put them in yourself. So that flexibility is really, really awesome. The other thing I want to point out is that, uh, so you can purchase a passion planner, you know, that comes bound. There's different colors, different cover types. Some are really, really beautiful. They're really the kind of, I guess, high end ones. Often those ones are designed for some sort of charitable causes. And so when you purchase one of those, a portion of the proceeds goes towards a charity or a cause or a nonprofit. If you just kind of want to try it out or you're not in a position where you can purchase the actual physical planner, you can actually download a PDF copy. So it doesn't have the fancy cover or anything. It's just the pages. You can download that PDF copy and then it's up to you to print it out and you'd have to, you know, like put it get it bound or put it in a binder but you still it has all the functionality you can use it so if you're in a place where you can't afford to buy it that free version is there for you to use our next tool is kind of one of the newer kids on the block and it's for you instagram enthusiasts so let's talk planally And Planly was founded by Brandy Pham in 2015. And I I 100% promise I didn't put this on the list just because her name is Brandy. (laughs) So Planly is a Instagram social media scheduling tool. So for a long time, you couldn't schedule posts to Instagram natively. You had to use a third-party tool. And Planoly was one of the first ones that came out. And they have since then added Pinterest scheduling into its functionality. So if you 
are very visually based, if your business is very visually based and those are your two main platforms, definitely, definitely check out Planoly. The really nice thing about Planoly that a lot of other tools that integrate with Instagram, they don't have. What Planoly has is separate areas for stories that are going to your profile. So posts and sorry, posts that are going to your profile and posts that are going to stories. So they differentiate between stories and posts so that when you log into Planoly, you can see what's going where, whereas other tools don't necessarily make that distinction. They're just all jumbled together. So that's, it can be really, really helpful. So Planoly does have a free plan. The main difference between the free and the paid plan is the the feature set. And there's there's several levels of paid plans. So you just have to look at how many accounts you need to connect and then what types of things you need to post. So the the free plan, like you can connect one Instagram account and one Pinterest account. And then you can upload 30 pieces of content a month. And, and they mean uploading it to Planoly. So that's different than 30 posts that are getting scheduled a month. You could upload 30 photos and post once a day and you're good. You could upload 30 photos and post twice a day and you're still good. But if you try to upload 31 images in a single month, it's going to say, nope, you've hit your limit. So just keep that in mind because that's different than a lot of other scheduling platforms where you're, you might be limited on the number of posts you can schedule a month. Whereas with Planoly, it's how much stuff you can upload per month. So just watch that because before Instagram stories was a thing, 30 uploads a month for an Instagram profile was probably good because you could post once a day or you could you could get away with posting more than once a day if you spaced out those repeats well enough. Um, but now with stories, because often when you're uploading or posting a story, it's not just one story. It might be, you know, like four or five stories. And so if each one of those is an image, you know, and you have five of them, that's your five, that's five uploads. So you only have 25 left for the month. So just keep that in mind. Also, if you need to be posting beyond just photos, so because for both Instagram and, and Pinterest, okay, you can post a photo, but you can also post videos. And on Instagram, you can also post GIFs. So if you need to do videos or GIFs, you're going to have to upgrade to a paid plan. With the paid plan, you can also have a preset schedule where it can figure out for you with analytics connected to your account when the best times for you to post are, and then it can set up that schedule. Whereas with the free plan, you would have to set that all up manually. Those are kind of the main the main differences between them. But if Planoly is your or sorry, if Instagram is your number one platform of choice and you want to be scheduling 
because you you maybe are very busy and you can't always post in the moment, definitely check out Planoly. Next up is a tool called SoulZ, and it was founded by Chris Bennett, co-founded by Chris Bennett in 2011. So SoulZ is a tool that helps you sell your products and it works with Facebook and Instagram. And when I say Facebook, I mean it works on Facebook pages and inside Facebook groups. So the group thing is important because not all tools work with Facebook groups these days. So essentially what Soldzy does is Soldzy acts as your as your store, as your where you put your inventory. And then those items of inventory get posted to Facebook or Instagram. So it's kind of like a scheduling feature built in. And then when those posts go out, because they're linked to Soldzy, if someone comments on that post saying sold, and of course it says in there, if you want to purchase this, just type sold in the comments. The first person who types sold essentially gets funneled into a checkout or into a cart. And then they put in their email, they put in their payment info, they click buy, and they've purchased it. So that is, you might be thinking, well, maybe I just want a buy now button. So here's the thing. The thing about Soldzy is that in addition to helping you sell, it's also helping you generate engagement on your posts because it's encouraging people to comment. So the more engagement you have, the better the posts perform. So that's an important thing when you're selling on social media. So Soldzy is not a free tool, which for a service like this, I wouldn't expect there to be a free tool. I think there might be a free trial where you can just check it out, but because you're using Soldzy to generate income. And so typically that's something you're going to have to pay for. But how it works is that depending on what plan level you're on, you set up your inventory inside Soldzy. So you type the description, the price, you add a photo, things like that. If you have a Shopify store and you're on a certain plan level, you can actually link your Shopify store to Soldzy so that you don't have to enter all those things over again. So if you have Shopify, definitely check out Soldzy, links them together. And then, yeah, and then you set them to post and they go out. Hopefully somebody comments sold that they want to buy it. And then, you know, the whole checkout process is automated. So it's super slick. It has some features that Facebook doesn't have. Facebook is slowly adding in more e-commerce features, but there are things that Soldzy can do that Facebook can't do yet. So it still could be a really, really valuable tool. If your people are on Facebook and Instagram and that's where you're doing most of your selling. And last but not least, we have Wiser, which was founded by Natasia Malehalo in 2014. 
And so what Wiser is, is it's a market research tool. It's an analytics tool, but the way it collects that info is through really fast, really fun surveys that almost feel more like games to the people doing them. And so Wiser points out a really good thing that a lot of customers don't actually know what they want. Like if you were just to ask, hey, if this tool could do anything for you, what would it be? Sometimes people, they can't even think of what they want or what they need. And so by making really good, quick, fun surveys, you are more likely to get the data that you need to make decisions about your business, you know, and we've probably all been there where we have kind of polled our audience and said, hey, if you could have anything from me, what would it be? Sometimes you, it's crickets because people don't know what they don't know, right? If you give them a list to, to choose from, sometimes they pick the thing that you really weren't expecting them to pick. Or sometimes your, da- your data is skewed because you're the ones giving the options. Well, what if the thing that they really need actually wasn't one of the things that you listed? The surveys, it's just awesome because they are, they are fun. They are engaging. Like I said, they're more like games and they're fast. So you don't have to ask someone to spend 10 minutes or you don't have to bribe someone with a gift card or being entered in a contest if they'll spend half hour filling out this survey and then in the end the data isn't really what you wanted in the first place if you need to do some more research if you want data from your customers you could even use it for like employees or team members then definitely check out wiser that wraps up today's episode of bsing with brandy And if you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That is brandy with an I, not with a Y. And there you can also find show notes and links to all the tools and founders that I mentioned today. While you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.